So creditocracy. It's kind of what this whole kleptocracy has become, or is, is evolving out of, is a creditocracy. In other words, a circumstance where if you don't have credit, you're pretty useless. So if you haven't bought into the indentured servitude, the wage slavery, the not so much wage slavery, credit slavery, the idea that you're overreaching, that you've got more debt than income, or equal debt to income. So in other words, all you're doing is servicing debt. You're not actually buying anything new. You're simply servicing debt to borrow new things. And it's become the norm. And I've never really bought too hard into it. And because of that, I kind of suffer now because my latest layoff of a couple of years where I decided well, my wife went to work and I stayed home and watched the kids and let her work because we couldn't afford childcare, killed my credit. And now it's hard to get a job and impossible to move and get a rental because I have no credit because I wasn't working and I wasn't a big user of credit before. And so I'm seeing this firsthand, and it's making me think about it a lot. And one of the things I've noticed, like I said, is in this creditocracy thing, is the whole idea that if you haven't bought in, you're not worthy. And it's multi-pronged, and it works through multiple industries, and I don't think it's on accident. Because, you see, the wage slavery, if you want to be a functional, progressing prosperous member of society, one of the, if you want to keep up with the Joneses, the Smiths, or whomever, you have to have a job. And I'm not against having a job, not at all. But what they've done now, as jobs have become more scarce, at least full-time ones, is now, and this has been for many years now, since the advent of the car, you have to have a car to have a job. A bicycle won't do it. Public transit won't do it. You pretty much have to have a car if you want a decent job and then want to have the rewards to live in a decent neighborhood and a decent house and all of those decent things that the whole American pie thing says you need to have, need to buy into to be accepted because if you're not accepted, you're not happy. Whew, breathe. The point is, I realize that, because one of our biggest problems in this country is transit. Transit and, and, and interstate public transit. The fact that we've only got Amtrak is ridiculous. Okay, there should be six, eight, ten different commuter lines competing to cross this huge freaking continent. And it's ridiculous that we've decided to just subsidize one and make the customer suffer. But I think I get an idea now why, because see... These credit companies have figured out that, you know, everyone wants to buy a home, but it's really hard to do now. You can't just do it, you know. you got to have some credit. you got to build up some credit. And to build up some credit, you have to, you know, have a job and have a car. And so it's almost like you've got to sign on, if you really want to make it, you've got to sign on to $500 a month of wage slavery to lease and maintain and put gas in some sort of vehicle. That's, that's a minimum. And anymore, because cars don't last and what have you, and what I see around here with people of with lower class and middle class means is the best way to go about it really 
is that, you know, psychologically and maintenance-wise is every two or three years, trade the old one in and get a new one and just continue paying $500 a month. Resign yourself to never owning a vehicle, just continually leasing and spending $500 a month until the day you die for the right to travel outside of your cage, <laughs> which is your, your home. And if you're lucky, you might not have to borrow or pay somebody you know, for the right to be in their cage, in a space in their cage, and, and be at risk of being kicked out for doing something offensive. If you've bought into the $500 a month vehicle credit building, have a car, have a job thing, then after five or 10 years of that, then they'll let you buy your own cage. It's still a cage, but you bought it and you can't be kicked out of it. It's your cage until you sell it and buy a new cage. But they put you in a new cage, you know, a credit cage. It's it's both a credit cage and a cage you live in. And eventually, you know, you decide, okay, well, I'm just going to decorate my cage because I don't want to go out into the world, you know, or or whatever the case may be. But it's still a cage. It's a credit cage. And we have bought into this wage slavery and this credit slavery now because wage slavery was bad enough that, you know, if you didn't have a job that you had, you were going to be homeless and nobody was going to care and you could die and it didn't really matter. But now it's not just that. You, you, that job's not enough. If you don't have credit, you can't get anywhere. If you simply want to be responsible and only spend money you have, you're never going to get anywhere. You'll be living in a fucking campground because you can't rent an apartment because you don't have credit. And it's... In a roundabout way, I can see now why so many credit companies or boards of directors of credit companies have probably helped in the squashing of public transit. Because if there was better public transit all around, and 80 to 90% of the workers in the United States could get to work without a vehicle, well, then that $500 a month credit crunch that everybody's going through, that, that that vig that you pay for the right to live, the right to work, I mean, literally, you pay for that, <coughs> or you have second-class rights. It's kind of like the basic plan or the plus plan. The basic plan you know, allows you to live, but you don't get to go anywhere. The plus plan lets you go places. So unless you buy into that $500 plus plan, like that plus cable package, you don't get to do anything. You don't get to go anywhere, and you don't even have to be regarded as a worthy citizen. You don't even have to be accorded the right to live somewhere because you don't have credit. You didn't buy in. You're subversive. You're not like everybody else. Why can't you just get along? Why can't you just be like everybody else? Why do you, that one nail, have to stick up so people have to pound you down, as the Chinese like to put it? So... Yeah, it's not in their best interest to have really good public transit because then people could choose to not have to work any overtime because you know, a, a basic job that if they didn't have to they didn't have to spend money to get to the work to make money if they just had to get there and make money. Well, everybody would have to work less, which would mean they could think more. Yeah, another scary thing, thinking. That's nothing they probably don't want to happen, but. Like I said, I just kind of tied it together, the whole public transit, how how hard it is to seem to get it to happen. And yet it would seem that the corporate world would benefit from it. You know, because the workers would be able to, they, could have, they would have workers they could count on. 
But there's those other prophets. Those other things, like, you know, the car dealership that sells you a car makes a hell of a lot more money on the warranty they sell you than the car. And so it goes with these employers, these corporations who no longer are worried about the health or the or how their workforce works out. They're only worried about the shareholder. Well, creditocracy is also another way to restrict any sort of growth in power or power, be it economic or political, of those that are having to sign up to be slaves just to survive. And that's what the creditocracy thing really is. It's slavery, just like that old wage slavery. And you're less of a citizen if you don't have it.